the first word of advice that I would give for a first year PE teacher is do not stress about the technology. That's exactly you read my mind, dude. I was about <laughs> like, to say dude, the same thing. The first year you want to get in there and you want to you want to learn the curriculum. You want to learn how to be a really good teacher. You want to build that rapport with your students. You want to you want to get your feet wet. You want to make sure that you are secure as far as being a PE teacher yourself. And if you happen to include some technology in there, that's a bonus. Hey, what's up guys? This is Ben Landers. I'm the founder of the PEspecialist.com and I just want to say thanks for being here. You're listening to the Fizz Ed Q&A show. I hope this is an awesome, valuable conversation that will help give you some ideas and answer some common questions around the field of physical education. If you want any links for things that we talk about or summaries, make sure to check out the show notes at the PEspecialist.com slash podcast. And without further ado, let's get into the show. Let's go. All right. <laughs> What's up, friends? It is Coach Landers and Coach Nels. We are back with you for a new episode of the Fizz Ed Q&A show. Marcus, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How you doing, Ben? Doing good, man. Good to be back just, in person with you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We were just talking about it. What, two years since? Two years. Face to face. It's good to be back, man. It's good to talk good. a little Fizz Ed with the PE specialists, you know? So. Yeah. We did the we did the Zoom session last last year, mm-hmm. but um one one thing we're gonna try to get more regular with is doing this podcast because we did get some feedback from you guys at a recent professional development. Yes, um, and and quite a few people said you guys got to get the podcast rolling again. So uh, I want to let you guys know if you want to um, get your question featured on the podcast, we're gonna try to streamline things. I have a post uh, pinned on my Twitter profile. And you can just go there and comment on the post with any questions that you have that you want us to answer. Or if you want to do a video uh, response on Twitter, you can do that as well. And if we um, feature your video, we'll, we'll shout you out in the on the show and, and try to throw it up on our YouTube channel as well, a little screenshot of your question. Um, I think that will help us be able to post more and get uh, more regular with the podcast. So we'll try to get together at least once a month. Got to. Maybe more. We got to. See how it goes. We got to make it work, man. Um, and uh, and get more um, questions answered. So if you got a question, head over to Twitter and uh, check out that and just comment on the post. Um, or you can just shoot us an email yeah, as well through our uh, contact page if that is uh, something that is easier for you if you don't have Twitter. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, today we are going to be talking about some technology. Let's do it. You like technology? I enjoy it, man. We uh, we actually did a, a professional development a couple of summers ago where I uh, helped facilitate uh, a little aspect of a little technology in uh, PE class. So it's good to talk about that. Good to chance to um, share some of the information that we've done in that class. Um, we used it as a professional development a couple of summers ago. So it's good to share some of that info. Yeah, man. Marcus was uh, my professor and taught me a lot of great things. I wouldn't that, call it a professor, more like a facilitator. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, it was a good. It was a good time. We got a chance to meet with um, other PE teachers in our district, and we also had some some PE teachers outside of our district. And we got a chance to uh, to fellowship and share some good ideas, and you know, talk about a couple of things. And that was at the beginning of um, the whole COVID situation. So we got a chance to talk about with other PE teachers before we, you know, uh, dove full in, um, coming back to school. 
um, as far as how things were going to be working on there. So we got a chance to talk about technology and some things that do in the classroom. So it was a good fellowship, and I was, you know, glad to facilitate and be a part of all that, uh, all that cool stuff. Hundred percent, man. And um, that was actually, if you guys have not seen it, uh, we have a blog post where I, I kind of distilled all the things that I learned during that class and um, went through some different technology tools that were really helpful for me. I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of them during this podcast, but mm-hmm. if you want to check it out, um, Marcus will also put that in the show notes. It's at thepspecialist.com slash teacher tech tools. And um, I divided it up into a few different categories of technology tools that have been really helpful for me. So you guys can check that out as well, just kind of see um, what the class was all about and some of my main takeaways from the class. Um, so today we're going to go through a few questions that uh, somebody gave us about technology and um, answer them and hopefully it'll give you guys some good value about technology tools and PE and just some things that we found really helpful um, as we've been teaching. First question is, uh, what do you believe is the role of technology in the learning of PE students? Do you think it's necessary? Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's necessary. I think the students that we have are very visual uh, learners. Um, they are around technology their whole life. So it's, it's very beneficial for us to include it into it. But I like to use it as a supplement and not the main um, you know, aspect of our teaching. We still want to get kids moving and exercising. That's the main thing. We want to make sure that we build that healthy lifestyle so that way they can find the different things and activities that they want to do at home um, to keep their bodies healthy for a lifetime. But if you can include some technology aspects in there, uh, um, that will, you know, benefit your classroom as well and help, you know, enhance anything that you're doing in the classroom. So I like to use it as a supplement and not the main thing, but I, it does have an important role and the things that we're doing with our students. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. Um, one thing I like to remember, which is something I heard from Nathan Horn, uh, who's the guy that runs iPhysEd.com, shout out to Nathan, um, is he told me in a keynote one time, he said, uh, just remember technology is a tool, not a toy. And um, that's just kind of an easy way for me to remember not to integrate technology just to integrate it, but to remember that it's a tool to engage students, to motivate them, to um, make their learning better. And so if you have 20 iPads, like there's a lot of cool ways to use those iPads with your kids. If you're a one-to-one school or, or if you have a screen in your classroom, there's a lot of cool ways to use that. But just reflect on it before you implement it um, just as a as a toy, as something to do or something to look good just to integrate technology. We shouldn't be integrating it just to integrate technology, but we should be integrating because it makes our lessons better because it helps our kids learn more. Um, I think my biggest uh, use of technology is just getting that screen in my gym, um, which that was in 2014. Uh, So I taught for like six or seven years with no screen in the gym. And then we finally got a screen in the gym and it was such a game changer to be able to start to learn. That's what kind of sparked all of the learning that I've had um, over the last seven or eight years on uh, integrating animated gift slideshows and showing my kids videos and showing my kids quick little YouTube highlights of professional players for the units that we're doing um, to kind of hook their interests and get them involved. And I think in phys ed, we have such a visual uh, subject that it's like if you can show your kids uh, example of something on a video, it's really, really helpful. Yeah. Um, and especially like animated gifts or so, are yeah. such a game changer. Oh, yeah. That's something we use all the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. But just like Ben said, yeah, I mean, 
if it, if you could use it to enhance your program, then you have feel free uh, to do so. But I mean, like the question said, is it necessary? No, it's not necessary. You do not have to have uh, technology incorporated in your um, PE program. There's, I mean, obviously before all technology came around, there was quality physical education going on in school. So um, if you don't have the same thing as somebody else, uh, that's okay. Like, I mean, if you want to build it from scratch, you can build it from scratch. If you just don't have anything, you just, you teacher yourself, you can be the technology that enhances um, what your students learn in class. So just because you have access to the technology, it's not necessary for you to have. Again, if you want to use it to enhance your program, then feel free. But um, it's not necessary for you to have, but it is important to do if you if you have those tools and you know how to use them correctly. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Next question: uh, Explain your general philosophy on integrating technology into physical education. You know, kind of like what we said before. I mean, using it as a tool, um, but. As far as in general philosophy on technology, if it's not helping the students and it's not beneficial, if it's, you know, kind of wasting our time or anything like that, we try not to do it. There's a lot of cool technology tools and stuff that are out there, but it's even it, more so like I haven't learned how to integrate it or uh, it's not worth doing it for our students, then it's not necessary for that. So my general philosophy on technology or anything that we do in a class, if it's benefiting the students, if it's helping the students grow as a learner, then uh, I will try to incorporate it. But if it's not, then um, it's just uh, wasting our students' time. And we only have 50 minutes with our students, so we don't have a lot of time to waste trying to incorporate something that's not going to be beneficial for them. So we always think about the students first when we do anything in our classroom. And as far as technology goes, if it's going to help the students achieve their goals, then we try to incorporate it into the classroom. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think another thing is like another way to integrate technology that I think a lot of people don't think about is not even integrating it in your class as you're teaching, but just using the tools for yourself to become a, yes. a more efficient teacher. Like yes. learning how to manage Google Drive and learning how to um, make notes in Google Docs so that when you're creating units of instruction and curriculum, it's organized and you have uh, links to videos and things that will help you remember the right things to do. Um, I know for me, like when I'm, when I'm planning a, a unit, all I have to do is pull up my notes in my unit and it has all these links to videos and instructions and even past videos of myself teaching that I've got linked up in there where I can just have my memory jogged because as a teacher you're you're trying to teach uh, so many different units and so many different uh, students that you kind of forget about things year to year so like when yeah. I'm when I'm teaching oh, yeah. basketball if I don't do that review <laughs> oh, the yeah. first lesson all the mistakes I make, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember I did that same thing last year. Yeah. If that I would have just watched work, yeah. the video, I would have saved myself that. Looked at um, my notes. That and, mistake. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So I think of it uh, just just technology is such a great way to be kind to your future self. You can use all those tools um, to kind of make a good framework for yourself to be able to make teaching easier for yourself. So that's another good way to integrate technology, I think, um, that we don't really think about when we talk about technology integration. Yeah, and also being a lifetime learner. I mean, taking the, you know, taking the, the the tools that we do have, you know, as far as like YouTube and all that, trying to figure out ways to better uh, be a more efficient teacher and to do different things like that instead of just having links on something, having embedding a video, learning how to do those type of things that will make it easier for students, um, sending them um, 
you know, assignments or anything like that that you're using online and having it all ready for them to go so they don't have to make any extra clicks that makes their, their life more efficient. There's things that you learn when you try to incorporate technology and you learn and you live and you learn through it and you realize, like, that doesn't work. I've got to try something different. I've got to do something different. Um, having that mindset, that growth mindset of, hey, I'm, I'm using this in my classroom. Let me make sure that I'm good at it. Maybe make sure that the students can be more efficient with it as well. That's going to help benefit your PE program. Yeah, for sure. Um, yes, yeah, that's, that's pretty much a good overview. Those last two questions are kind of general philosophy on technology. Mm-hmm. Um, next question is what technological innovations do you see taking place in the next few years? What do you think the next big thing to hit schools in the industry is? That's a good question. I think, I don't know how much it can be incorporated, but I think that, you know, that AI, the artificial intelligence, you know, that, yeah. that live, like where, you, where you're in something and something comes up on it, I think that's the next big thing because a lot of people are talking about that. Um, there's a lot of things that you could possibly do physical education-wise where you get into that into that zone but um you know you know one-on-one devices or or different things like that but as far as being able to incorporate what you're doing in real life with some artificial type stuff um especially with students who who do those things at home who have those um, devices at home uh, i think that might be the next thing that you know technology wise that may happen in a pe program and you know i could be totally wrong but um I think in the ways that we incorporate things in our daily lives as far as technology and goes and, and trying to incorporate that into the classroom, I think that might be the next big thing that happens. Yeah, I think AI is cool. I think, um, although I was going to say, I think we're kind of far off from seeing that take place, but I've actually, we have, we have AI here, like the yeah. kids get to go in a little experience room and they get to put on the goggles and experience yeah. like the roller coaster videos and mm-hmm. all that stuff yeah. already so yeah. um so i guess i just haven't experienced it myself to know how to integrate it but i think that is something that s- people will probably start using yeah um one of the cool uh innovations that i've seen and this is you know all the stuff we're talking about i think um one caveat to say is like I, th- I I would be really interested to know the statistic of how many gyms have a screen. Yeah. Because that's like the baseline. The baseline, yeah. And I don't think we're at over half right now. Yeah. I think we're probably under half, don't you? I mean, if you just, just if you just poll what we have in our district, it's, I mean, not everybody in our district yeah. has a screen. And so we're like kind of, I would say, above average. Yeah, yeah we're way above average. Way above yeah. average. Yeah. So I think most people, uh, at least in, in PE, that's that's what we're trying to get to. So I think you know, talking about these these innovative things, uh, just realistically, a lot of people are just trying to get a screen in their teaching space to be Correct. able to access YouTube and show their kids slideshows and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the main thing that needs to happen in PE. Now there are some really cool uh, technology innovations. Um, one thing I've seen a lot of teachers use is uh, the Bluetooth heart monitors. Yeah. Um, so like. The whole idea of assessment in PE is um, is really complicated, right? Uh, you don't want to, like, assessing kids on fitness levels and things like that um, is, is not really fair to the students that came in already fit and the kids that came in not fit. Um, but when you use something like a heart rate monitor, you can assess your kids on effort very scientifically um, because you know 
what their target heart rate zone is. Um, and it's really cool seeing, I've been to presentations where I've been able to wear those monitors and, um, the, you'll, you'll see like your screen in the gym, every kid will have a number and your zone is indicated by the color of your number. So like if I'm working hard, my heart rate monitor zone will be like in the red zone, which is my target heart rate. And then your all that data goes into the little printout and every day your teacher gets print out of how hard you work, yeah. like an effort score. Yeah. Um, that's not just me observing it, um, but actually knowing exactly how hard my kids are working every day. So I think that's a really cool innovation, uh, technology innovation thing that, that has a really practical application for PE. Um, some other really fun things that I think are probably on the more expensive side and less like worth it side, but they're yeah. just really cool is uh, the projector technologies. Okay. Like the, yeah. have you seen the, like where it's like projector projecting yeah. on a floor yeah. and, and it like can track you if you touch something yeah. with your foot mm -hmm. or your hand. And you even do it on the walls and stuff too. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like the first time I saw it was on a climbing wall. Uh-huh they have these smart projectors that project on a climbing wall and the projector tracks the climbing holds and lights up the hold that you're supposed to touch. So like the kids are, are literally trying to reach for the next hold that's lit up. That's lit up, yeah. And then you can just push a button and it changes the route for a different kid. Mm -hmm. Or you can have races. And there's just so many cool, uh, cool things like that yeah. with the projector games and projector technologies like that that um, I could see people using in phys ed. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, when you look at the prices of those things, <laughs> I think that that's probably, unless the price goes way down, I don't see that becoming a common thing in schools. True. Um, but it is really cool. True. One thing I didn't even think about was the smartwatch. Yeah. I mean, they've become so so cheap nowadays that, I mean, you could have, you know, a system set up where kids are wearing smartwatches. You can have them wearing it throughout the day or just during PE class, and you can get that information um, even with the same thing as a Bluetooth monitor as well. Um, I know we have some students who are participating in a, a study at the local university here where they're working on um, their healthy fitness on how much they're exercising and they're wearing um, a, a smart watch um, that they wear all day long. So, I mean, that could be something over the next couple of years where they develop something that's very easy for PE teachers to do. They just have kids um, wear it during class or all throughout the day or different things like that. So um, there's a lot of different things coming up over the next couple of years where we can innovate it. Uh, it's just got to make sure that it's in the right setting and it's helping kids be beneficial and it's more of a tool, not a toy. So yeah. uh, there's a lot of cool things coming their way. Yeah, I think that's also just a valuable skill for kids to learn. Yeah. Like using a watch to monitor your health yeah. and see how much you sleep every night and see how much exercise you get. Yeah. So that's a cool study that they're doing. Until time. Yeah. <laughs> time too. Be on time. Be on time. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Next question. Um, what challenges do you have with technology at your school? So the only thing that's consistent challenge that I have at my school is um, the Wi-Fi. Sometimes the internet goes out. But other than that, which I don't have control over, it's just um, – being able to be efficient with the technology that I do have, um, making sure that um, I'm planning and, and organizing and accessing and, and, and including technology in my instructions in an efficient way. Um, like Ben said, going back and looking at what you've done in the past to help you be more efficient with the time that you have with the students that you have. So externally, the internet 
internally it's just being be, being more efficient with the technology and making sure that I'm doing the the technology like I'm supposed to in class as as a tool for our students as well. Yeah, I think that's good. Um, I would agree. Wi-Fi is a struggle. It's funny, like I think you know we used to not have Wi-Fi, mm -hmm. <laughs> so like when when the Wi-Fi goes out of school, everybody's like, "What am I gonna do?" Today? <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're a teacher. Like, teach your kids. Like, teach you, yeah. Have a backup Figure it plan. out. Yeah. Um, one thing I do is I'll ha I have a USB drive with all, like, not all the videos that I would use, but probably at least 40 or 50 videos mm -hmm. um, that I know I can fall back on. Like, for a unit, if I'm teaching basketball, I'll have, like, four or five videos on basketball on my hard drive that I know I can use. If the Wi-Fi did go out, I still have a way to show kids that. Mm -hmm. um, Sorry, could you say that again? Oh, hey, Siri. Um, but, uh, like, if, speaking of smartwatches, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if even if I didn't have a screen or the video, I could still like demonstrate those things for my kids yeah. with no internet. Like we could yeah. go out into a parking lot and I could still keep things going and teach a lesson. So yeah. I think being able to be a teacher and teach your kids an awesome lesson, even without the technology, is really important. Um, but yeah, the, any time you use technology, you're going to have struggles. Things don't get updated and they have to be reset <laughs> the wi-fi doesn't work the yeah. power goes out yeah something the cord plugs in and the sound doesn't work on the video you yeah. know like there's just always going to be things like that and so i think as a teacher being good at troubleshooting that stuff yes understanding that usually if you just reset everything it usually fixes everything it's going to work just fine yeah if you just reset it it'll work um, for you and then for me like any i think most teachers you know the equipment that you have at your school is probably not top of the line like um, I'm a lot of time just using my personal computer for, um, my own personal work. And then I like present a slideshow on my Chromebook or something like that. But my computers are, are fairly glitchy and slow that we get from mm -hmm. school because they're just getting, they're buying a ton of things. So they're getting a good deal on things and they're getting a lower, um, bar of, of equipment. So you're going to have a lot more glitches and things like that with, government equipment that you're using and then also there's usually management software on there where you can't always update everything because you don't you don't have the admin the password, admin password you yeah. can't install this program that you need yeah um, so just learning how to get around those things like i have a, a hot spot on my phone that i've used a couple times when our mm -hmm. wi-fi went out and i'll use my personal computer if i need to and just um being being technology uh, proficient enough to when you have an, a problem you know how to figure it out you know how yeah. to google something yeah you don't ask somebody something before you Google it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. So that's the, that's the biggest thing that um, just wanted to feedback off of that is just being able to troubleshoot a lot of different things. If if I can't use this computer, I can use this computer. What cord or what adapter can I use on this one? Um, that doesn't work. And I can try this. If you know, just being able to have um, multiple access to your technology that you want to include because you know it's important for your students. Just thinking about that ahead of time and having that that mindset of, hey, I, if this doesn't work, I can do this. Or if this doesn't work, I could use this TV or I could use this screen. Or I have um, a, a bag full of adapters that I can use. I can try this and this and that. Um, and, you know, just not panicking if something doesn't happen, if you have a room full of students and something happens to your device or something like that. And not panicking like, all right, well, that's not working. So we're going to go this way. We're going to do it this. So. Um, just having that mindset and um, that can help stem all of those different challenges that might happen with technology when you're at school. 
Yeah, for sure. It's like all those skills you learned as a kid with your uh, Nintendo. Like, oh, yeah. Blow the cartridge. Blow the cartridge. Unplug it. Board, yeah. <laughs> it's all those troubleshooting yes. skills. Yes. Um, all right. And as, as, um, just to add on there, it's important right. for kids to see that, too. Yeah. I mean, everything's not going to go perfect for them as well. So if they see you struggle, they see you trying to figure out and troubleshoot different things. And, I mean, I like to talk through it. When I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, well, the iPad's not working now. Let me try this or, you know, just like that. So they can see that. Mm-hmm. And that's a very uh, valuable life skill for them to learn as well that, hey, you have the best setup, but sometimes your setup doesn't work and you're going to have to try this, try something else. So it's a good good for uh, kids to see as well. Yeah. Anytime my kids come to me with an issue like with their tablet or something, my first question is always, did you reset it? Yeah. <laughs> like, did you reset <laughs> it yet? Because don't come talk to me until you at least <laughs> reset it. <laughs> Um, is it charged and teach them those valuable <laughs> life skills yes uh what uh professional development training do you offer for pe teachers do you have any virtual training sessions we actually have a lot of uh yes. trainings inside of our membership and mm-hmm. also we have a lot of free trainings on youtube um we're offering a free training right now with this interview yeah for sure um but uh check out the blog post that is linked up in the show notes the technology tools blog post, which is pspecialist.com slash teacher tech tools. That's a, a really good free overview that you can watch all the videos that are embedded on there mm-hmm. and just see a really good baseline. Um, and then it, within our membership, we've also got a lot of uh, trainings that offer like certificates for recertification. Um, I've got a e-course on PE Central that is um, goes over my favorite apps that I use for physical education. So we've got a lot of different trainings and free, free stuff out there for you to check out. Um, we sometimes do virtual live trainings, but a lot less often just because our schedules are pretty slammed. We're both pretty dads. Slim, yeah. Marcus is coaching. Yeah. We're both running the, uh, back end of this business and stuff like that. So, um, but yes, there's a lot of stuff out there, and um, reach out to us if you're looking for something specific, and we'll try to point you in the right direction. Yeah, and any of you, any of you have any ideas for us as far as future professional development or training that you want to see, um, we can try to put something together and stuff like that as well. Uh, try to drop some knowledge and share some of the things that we know how to do. But there's a lot of a lot of free stuff that you can go out and check out. Um, we have a lot of great stuff on our on our site, but there's a lot of free stuff that you can do. Um, if you have the, again, the, the growth mindset of wanting to get better, um, if you, if you have that, there's a lot of different things that you can do, but we do offer a lot of, a lot of cool stuff as well. What role does social media have in your place of business or your school? Now, social media for, for us is, is really important. Um, and there's a lot of different roles that social media can play. Um, ben does a lot of uh, cool stuff uh, social media-wise where he's out in the front and sharing a lot of cool stuff, and he does a lot of great stuff on there. Me, I'm more of I follow a whole bunch of people, and I look and see what they're doing, and I do it more so on the backside of it. So there's a lot of different ways that you could use social media to help you out. One cool thing that I really enjoy about social media is just being able to see other people's classrooms. Um a lot of times we get stuck in our own classroom, in our own gym, and we don't see what other people are doing. And social media is a great way for you to see what other people are doing, some of the cool things that they are sharing. Um, so social media has a role at our school as far as being able to, to find new ideas, to see things that people are doing, to to just to hear 
the same struggles that you're having, other people are having it too. So it's just a voice and a lot of different things in the, um, that you can do in your school with it. Again, you could do it more like Ben where he, he shares a lot of cool stuff and he's really, really good at that kind of stuff. Or you could do it more so on my type, uh, my type of speed where I'm, I'm following a lot of people and I'm seeing a lot of things that are going on and, and just impressed by all the different things that many people are doing on social media. Yeah, I think that's a great take. Um, I think social media is, I mean, it really is the internet. Like it's, it's kind of the base of the internet. I think it develops a lot of what we believe because we spend so much time on it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's something to be aware of. Like, just like you would surround yourself with people that you want to influence you in a positive way. I like hanging out with Marcus because it makes me think about how to be a better person, how to be a better teacher. We talk about being dads together and, Um, and that's the same kind of thing you want to, uh, you get to decide what your social media world looks like. So like when I'm encouraging PE teachers to sign up for a social media account, I say, Hey, you need to start up strictly for PE account and follow only PE teachers because you don't want, like you're getting on there to try to become a better teacher, to try to be inspired for teaching better lessons and connect with other PE teachers. And you don't want a lot of like news or personal stuff or like even hobbies that are good, like sports stuff, you just want to have something that's specific, specific. for teaching yeah. and surround yourself with the kind of people that you want to be more like. Um, and I always try to explain, like Marcus said, like you don't have to post anything on social media, but, mm-hmm. but like if you're not on there and following people, you're just missing out on a huge, huge valuable resource. Yeah, It's like having a little window into all the most passionate people's gems and getting to see the things they're doing with their kids and it's such a valuable resource um and also it's uh it's motivating for kids to to kind of integrate that too kids are all about social media all about it they all want to be famous they all want to go viral (laughs) um but like sure kids like it used to be so hard to get kids to dance but now if you if you taught a TikTok dance or you incorporate like things that are are popular or trending it's a great way for you to motivate students um, and obviously you have to be careful, like, you, you know, you have to have media consents and you got to check with your admin to make sure it's okay or mm-hmm. put a filter on it so people can't see their faces. But kids are pumped when they get to be in a video that they know is going to be posted somewhere. Yes. And their parents get to see it on the school's Facebook page or the school's YouTube page. So, yeah. um, I think social media is a huge part of business. I mean, we have all of our schools in our district have... Uh, social media accounts that's how we communicate yep. it's just like email that's yep. how we communicate now yeah so you got to be aware of it you got to be good at it and and know how to um use it another thing i really like to um, remind people about social media is you have to be your own pr representative yeah um you got to like learn to advocate for your program and show people the things you're doing because like if i didn't post the things that i was doing with my kids my administration, my classroom teachers, and my parents of my students would have no idea all the awesome, amazing things I'm teaching my students. Yeah. Um, so I try to at least once a week get a couple of videos or pictures. I send them to our school social media person. She puts them on the school account. My admin sees it. My classroom teachers get to know that their students are learning things. My parents get to see what their kids are learning in PE yeah. class. Um, it's just a win for everybody, and the kids love getting on that video they love seeing it yeah for sure perform yeah because they want to show people the things that they're learning and the things that they're doing so um yeah just you know make sure you got a media consent and after that make sure you know how to show off the awesome things you're doing and, and tell people what you're doing in your program for sure 
And then beyond that, like Marcus was saying, you, your impact is going to increase other people's programs. Like, because other people have done that for me, I've gotten to learn so many new games and activities and yes. seen things that I would have never seen if they hadn't shared that. So yes. sharing is caring. Sharing is caring for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What is the school's vision for the use of technology? I think we kind of talked about that. Mm -hmm. um, technology is, uh, well, no, I guess that I was thinking it's social media. What's the school's vision for use of technology? Um, our district is big on, yeah. I mean, our superintendent does a great job of sharing stuff on social media and on YouTube as far as, you know, um, school board meetings and stuff like that. It gives us a recap of a lot of cool stuff. And I think that's really important for um, your district and your school to be involved in technology because that's just going to help, um, like Ben said, get the information out to parents in the community um, if the community knows what you're doing in school, then they're going to be more apt to, to help out and do different things as well. So our district is at the forefront in our state as far as technology goes. They've, they've been on social media since the beginning. Yep. Um, they do a lot of things on YouTube. We get an email blast every week as far as the, the news and highlights um, around the district. Um, every time we in a professional development, there's a hashtag they want to use. Yeah. Um, so they're, they are big and they will, I mean, there's a lot of people in our district, but they, they, they really care about, um, each teacher in our district and they try to incorporate technology and give you the technology tools that you need in your classroom. If there's something that you need, you can go to it. Now it may take you a while to get it, but they are still, um, at the forefront of trying to be able to have that technology for you. So. Yeah. If that's not something that's in your school or in your district, then you can be an advocate for your program um, as far as that goes. But um, our district does a great job of uh, incorporating technology and in, in all the things that they try to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, we even have a course that you can take called the Socially Connected Educator, mm -hmm. and they teach you about how to use technology for education, uh, for professional development, connecting and kind of developing your own little um, personal learning Network, what is it called? PLC? PLC, yeah, professional, professional learning community. Professional learning community, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's, that's great. And I'll say also the whole way that I kind of got the screen in my gym was we were having a technology professional development. And after it was over, I went to my principal and I said, hey, this was awesome. Like, I love all the different ways that were presented that we can impact students with technology. Yeah. But the only thing is, like, I don't have any way to practice or even try out any of these things because I don't have a screen in my gym. Yeah. And that was kind of the spark. And, and she was like, hey, put something together, you know, put a proposal together. And so then I, I went to the drawing board, put the proposal together. And then it was too much money, so we had to do a lot of it ourselves. And me yeah. and Marcus worked on two oh, ladders installing that TV <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Um, and so, I mean, we, you know, that's how it started for me, too, was uh, just trying to use the focus of, technology in the district and saying hey this is a way that i could bring this to the gym and i'm trying to advocate for the program that way so yeah, yeah those are some good tips um what are some recommended platforms or learning management programs or apps you would recommend a middle school pe teacher use to help students find success oh that's a good question we caveat are, is we we, we are not the expert. <laughs> but we can definitely recommend a few good things yeah yeah for sure um 
You want me to go first? Yeah, you go ahead. Um, so one thing I'll do is link up a blog post of uh, some of my favorite apps. Marcus will put that in the in the uh, show notes. Yeah. And that's the ones that I go over in that course I was talking about on PE Central, which is also in our membership program. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the – every time when people go through the course, one of the questions is, what was your favorite one? And almost every time it's uh, the app Team Shake. So if you haven't heard about that app, the, the way it works is you – put your rosters in there. So you just input your um, classes. And then I usually just, just use this for my third through fifth graders that I'm playing like more team games with. Um, and you can just uh, set the amount of teams that you want for your students and it'll automatically split your teams up for you. Um, and then if you want to take it farther, you can rate your kids by skill level and then it will split them up evenly by skill level. You can even like subgroup kids together that you don't want to be together. Or if you have like a student that needs a, has like a special helper, you know, like sometimes you'll have those kids that have a buddy and the, the buddy's supposed to kind of help them and show them what to do. You can have them always be on the same team. Two kids that don't get along and they're not supposed to be together, you can have them always on the opposite teams. Um, so there's a lot of, it just takes all that guesswork out of making teams. Um, it's a really good great app and i sometimes like when we would have double classes when we've got like 50 kids in the room we would just have all the kids in there we'd have them rated by skill and like for a basketball tournament we would just do like eight teams boom throw it up on the uh, tv it color codes all the teams for you go grab your jersey and it was just such an easy way to to... get everybody in teams quickly and Mm -hmm. and get the management part done so we could talk about the game yeah one app that we like to use, and you probably could use it for middle school as well as that interval timer app. Mm-hmm. And the interval timer app, we use it for our warm up, um, and I'll I'll link it in the in the show notes. But what we basically use it for at elementary is for for students to practice their walking and jogging. So we'll have a screen up there with a certain amount of time, and then it'll be red on the screen for walking, and then the timer will go off, and it will go to green, and I'll go work on our jogging skills. But it's a really good management tool for us because we don't have to worry about you know switching back and forth from one thing to the next and you get a chance to give feedback to students you get a chance to build that rapport with students and the management and the time aspect is already done for you so we use it for walking and jogging but you can easily use it for a station you can usually use it for um, warm-up activities or exercise or as many rounds as possible activities um, and just have that timer set up for you that um, it works and you don't have to worry about managing the time you can also have your music uh, embedded into the app as well. So when the timer goes off, it'll change to a different song. And that's something that you can teach um, your students as well. So Interval Timer app, and you can you can change the time on there as well. We usually do like 30 seconds a piece, but you can change the timer on there as well. And there's a, I re- we really like the color on the screen so that when kids see the color change from one thing to the next, especially because we have double classes with a whole bunch of students in there, and they may not hear the buzzer that moves from one thing to the next. They can always look at the screen and uh, see what they need to do next. So um, Interval Timer is a really good app that we like to use to uh, manage our programs as well. Yeah, dude, I love that app. It's awesome. We use it for station activities or interval workouts. Mm -hmm. Um, And Marcus was talking about the color. Usually I do... um, green means go so like for the actual activity stations i'll have a green background Mm -hmm. and then red means rotate so i'll have like a 15 second rotation so it'll be like the green the music's playing and then you hear the hockey buzzer and then it's red 15 seconds and they all clean up and rotate to the next station Mm -hmm. Um, yeah that's a great app to use um, for management and doing stations or interval workouts Um, another really cool app is uh, bam video delay Mm -hmm. 
and we use that for uh, gymnastics or dance or even just doing an exercise like push-ups where you really want kids to be able to see if they're doing it correctly because you yeah. know a lot of kids will be like i yeah. did it the right way and then yeah. you, you, if they saw a video of themselves they'd be like oh wow i didn't realize my body looked like that yeah um but the way it works is it's uh you can do it on an ipad and you set it up on a tripod and you can set how how long you want the delay to be so usually i'll do like a 10 to 15 second delay so the kids will do like a dance routine or a gymnastics movement or a push-up and then they get to go walk behind the ipad and watch themselves do it on on a delay so they get to see themselves do it again um, and you can actually split screen it so they can watch themselves multiple times multiple too, times yeah it's pretty cool i love bam video delay um, yeah it's a good one and there's a lot more apps too with it. Yeah. We'll One more about. that I recommend is, especially for middle school, because you can get more in depth and you can get into more tournaments and types of stuff like that. Is that round robin app? Oh, yeah, so being right. able to um, have a have your round robin tournament set up for you, um, you can just input names, input teams, and then the round robin app will tell you who's playing who, and they'll tell you who's playing next, and they'll keep wins and losses and ties and everything for you all organized and within the app. So whenever I've done it with elementary school kids, and again, we just try to keep it as simple as possible with them, is I would get their team names, and I'll, hey, team one is playing team two, team three is playing, and et cetera, and et cetera. And then after we got finished, I would just move to the next one. They would tell me who won, and then I can tell who's playing next, and I don't have to manage that as well. The app manages who you're going to play next, and you can get uh, a, a nice round-robin tournament going on. And I think it would be very beneficial to a middle school PE program, especially if you're doing anything where you're having teams face off and you can easily switch from one team to the next. So uh, Round Robin app, and we'll put a link in that in the show notes, is a, is a really good and simple Round Robin app that you can use for your PE program. Yeah, that's, that's another one from that course. Everybody's like yeah. team shake and Round Robin are yeah. usually the top two. Yeah. Um, another one is uh and this is kind of what we were talking about earlier for not necessarily technology you're implementing with your students but just technology you're using to be more efficient is uh, google keep mm -hmm. and it's a bookmarking tool so like we were talking about on social media you'll see really cool ideas and activities from pe teachers but so if i see an awesome basketball idea but i'm teaching soccer and then i have gymnastics next by the time i'm teaching basketball i'll probably forget about it yeah so what i do is i save it on google keep and you can tag things with labels. Yeah, labels, yeah. And I just have my basketball folder on there. So anytime I see something cool that I'm like, oh, I might use that. I want to review that. Yeah. I'll just tag it with my basketball folder and my Google Keep. And then when I'm teaching basketball, I'll go back and review some of that stuff. And it's easier to find things. Whereas if you just use like a like button or if you save it somewhere, it's just going to be really hard for you to actually find it when yeah. it's time to actually when use the yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, so that's another good one to check out as well. And there's actually a video on the blog post. Um, that goes over Google Keep. So yeah. If you want to check that out, and I really like Google Keep. What I what I do with it is on my Gmail, I'll get the highlights from Twitter. Twitter will send you highlights of you know things that you follow, and that again, that's what Ben's talking about. If you want to be a really good PE teacher, you want to follow those PE teachers who are passionate, and you'll get highlights from your social media. Um, via email and I'll click on those and I'm like hey I'm not doing that now but that's a really good idea and I'll just copy that link put it on my Google Keep and then when I come to that unit if I'm planning in it that's one technology tool that you can do is when I'm organizing I'm trying to plan for my next unit I'll check my Google uh, Meet tab excuse me Google Keep tab and I'll go hey I've got the soccer I have all the things that were soccer-related labeled with soccer and I'll go and look at some of those activities that they did and I may want to incorporate something 
So I'm not doing the same thing year after year after year. So um, be, being able to use that social media, being able to use those bookmarking tools are, are very important when you're trying to, you know, organize and plan and assess all different things like that. Being able to work smarter, not harder. Smarter, not harder. That's all about. Yes, sir. All right, good stuff. Last question. Um, any other words of advice for a first-year PE teacher who wants to increase student engagement through the use of technology? Well, that's a lot. Um, the first word of advice that I would give for a first-year PE teacher is do not stress about the technology. That's exactly you read my mind, dude. I was about <laughs> like, to say dude, the same thing. The first year, you want to get in there and you want to you want to learn the curriculum. You want to learn how to be a really good teacher. You want to build that rapport with your students. You want to you want to get your feet wet. You want to make sure that you are secure as far as being a PE teacher yourself. And if you happen to include some technology in there, that's a bonus because in that first year, you're trying to figure out how to do everything um, in the classroom, outside the classroom before school duty, after school duty, um, doing grades, you know, trying to figure out email, all the stuff that you have to do to be a first-year teacher, um, you want to focus on that so that way you don't burn yourself out and you don't get frustrated. But you can always find some time to include some technology in there. If you can find a way to get a screen in there, that might be something simple that you might want to try to do. But as a first-year teacher, I'm figuring out how to be a teacher first and I'm probably just getting involved in that social media and just following those PE, uh, those PE teachers who, who have experience, who are veterans, who are passionate about the, uh, about the field and about the things that they do. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's important to include that technology. But as a first-year teacher, I'm telling you, I'm just trying to figure out, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how to put a lesson together on that first year. Yeah. Trying to survive. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Um, I would focus on your your organization and management technology stuff, like yes. organizing your curriculum, your yes. lesson plans, mm -hmm. Google Keep, figuring out how to manage like things so that then during your second year, it's easier for you to go back and see the things that you learned during your first year Yeah, um, because then that's going to help you in the future. Um, but, yeah, just, just focusing on, on learning as much as you can and not worrying so much about integrating technology. Uh, into your lessons and things like that. Yeah. Um, unless it's something that you're already good at. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. And if you want to be a teacher for a career, you got a long time ahead of you to learn <laughs> a lot of new tools. And, and like, um, one thing I always like to say to people is uh, you never want to compare your beginning to somebody else's end or somebody else's middle. True. Um, so, like, as a first-year teacher, you might see a lot of things on social media from veteran teachers that have been teacher for a long time mm -hmm. um, and think, like, oh, I want to do all – I want to integrate all these things like they're doing. Um, but they've been doing, like, one little small thing for the last 15 years, and mm -hmm. that's the only reason they're able to do that. Um, you know, change takes time. So, as a first-year teacher, you got to give yourself some grace and yes. uh, focus on learning uh, – Learn a lot of new things, learn yes. how to manage your schedule, and learn, yes. most importantly, how to build a relationship with your students. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's great, man. I, I was literally about to say the same thing. Yeah, I'm so. telling you. I mean, just, I mean, if you think back to your first year, there's no way you'll be doing all no, this, all no. this stuff that we're doing now. So, I mean, give yourself some grace. You know what I mean, just, and, uh, and I'll, as a first year teacher, I'm, I'm focusing on learning how to do the things that I've been taught in my pre-service so that way I can be very efficient for our students and then 
Uh, like we always talk about, don't forget about that self-care. You got to take care of yourself. Make sure you're getting that sleep, exercise, eating right, all those things that we try to preach to our students. We need to be doing that our, um, ourselves yep. so that way we can be our best for our students. Um, setting those personal goals, being efficient outside the classroom so that way you can be efficient inside the classroom. Yeah, 100%. If you're going to if you're going to do anything with integrating technology, I would say um just an easy thing to do is just find in little short like 2 to 3 minute YouTube clips to show your kids before mm -hmm. a unit. Yeah. Um that'll kind of give them a taste of it and and hook them into being interested and engaged yeah. in the unit. Um is an easy thing, doesn't take a lot of skill or time or anything just to to show them that kind of video, but as far as creating follow the leader videos and animated <laughs> gifts and all that stuff i would say save that for year four or five yeah. you know um, unless it's just something you're really passionate about and you, and yeah, you love for sure it. um but like marcus said just give yourself a little bit of grace and um and just build those relationships with your kids and think about your future self like in your second year take notes of everything you're doing that's working and make each unit that you teach a little bit better each year and take those baby steps get better and better Every day. That's what it's all about. Good stuff, man. I think, That's we, good, yeah. I think we had some good uh Yeah, some good, good feedback. Good That's some, some great questions that they sent in. Uh, again, if you have any questions or anything that you want to send in, um, you can check us out on social media. You can also send us an email. Um, we check those emails every single day. So if you got some great questions and you want to send in to us, send them in, and we'll try our best to uh, answer those for you. For sure. Yeah, so if, I'll – on Twitter, I've got the post pinned where you can just comment on the post um, if you have any questions, and we'll try to include your question, your username. If you want to shoot a video, we'll try to throw that into the YouTube video as well. So, always a pleasure, bro. Always. Gotta get it, we got to get it back. Thanks for joining us on your uh, drive, your walk, your jog, or sitting at your desk at school or wherever you're at for the podcast, or if you're watching on YouTube. Always good to, uh, to get to connect with you guys virtually and as always, have fun and teach on. Catch you later. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Fizz Ed Q&A Show podcast. I hope it was so helpful and you got some serious value bombs out of it. Just wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored by the PE Specialist Membership Community. It's an awesome crew of passionate PE teachers where we get together, brainstorm ideas, come to with common problems and provide feedback to each other. And we've got a ton of awesome resources like e-courses, online trainings, tutorials, a ton of unit and lesson plan samples, printable station signs, and cues posters. And I could keep on going, but I know you've got things to do. So I just wanted to let you know, if you want to check out the details and see if it might be a good fit for you, you can head on over to thepspecialist.com slash info for some more information. As always, have fun and teach on. Have a great day, guys.